Welcome to Mama's Workless Make More podcast. I am your host, Ronza Potter. I'm a mom and a certified life coach. I am here to teach you how to manage your brain, emotions, and time to build a profitable online business while working less and without getting burned out in the process. Welcome to episode number 10 of Mama's Workless Make More podcast. Today, I have a very special guest with me. Her name is Jessica Michalczyk, and I'm so excited that she's here with me today, and we're going to talk a lot about a lot of interesting things to moms. So, Jessica, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Doing great. Great. So, how about you just start by telling us about yourself? Uh, my name is Jessica. <laughs> I have a blog. Um, I began it at the end of April, um, and it's a motherhood blog, and I talk about just general mom life, but I also talk about pregnancy and postpartum, um, babies and toddlers, and my own personal mom life stories, and it's been super fun to do. Um, I also um, and working towards being a pregnancy health coach. So I'm getting my certification, hopefully sometime in August or September. Um, and I always, I always include that I'm a mom because you always have to include that when you're talking about things you do because being a mom isn't recognized as like a job, you know? But it kind of is, you know? And so being a mom should get that recognition. So I'm also a mom to a two-year-old uh, and a four-month-old. And then lastly, um, I'm a marketing coordinator for a construction company, which allows me to work from home. You're doing a lot. <laughs> yeah. My job is like 24-7. There's no, like, there's no weekend. There's no, like, I'm done with my job at five. And then let's go home mm -hmm. and, you know, relax yeah. in the house. <laughs> Yeah, because I all the time I hear moms say like, oh, you know, this I do, you know, X, Y, Z as a job. And I'm like, but you're also a mom and that's a job, too, because it never ends. <laughs> it never ends, right? <laughs> Even yeah. Older. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So how does that feel doing all of that together? It's um, it's hectic. <laughs> I'm very um, I I love like planners and stuff because that's just how I stay organized and schedules um if I didn't I think I'd be a little crazy and I probably wouldn't get as much done <laughs> well we're going to talk a lot about that later but I want to go back um uh to your like experience before having kids like let's go back yeah. to about you a little bit like in undergrad and how things work for you what did you study let's just start mm -hmm. there let's just introduce okay. you know, let the audience you know know a little more about you okay so um in college I actually switched my major four times because I just didn't know my passion I didn't know what I wanted to do um but I ended up sticking with uh business business ended up being my major and I graduated with a bachelor's of science in a bu uh, business administration um but it took me five years to get there because I switched my majors so many times. Um, and I originally started out as um, being a secondary education uh, oh. major when I first went into school. Okay. Yeah, and I wanted to, I wanted to be a, a science teacher. I didn't so, know that. Yeah, 
so I, that's how I started out. And then somehow along the lines, it switched to business. Um, switched to business. Uh, well, my dad owns um, his own business. And okay. so I've always like through like high school, always worked for him. And I liked the idea of just owning your own business, running things for yourself, you know, being in charge of things. And I liked the idea. And I was like, well, potentially one day I could, I could do that, I, but I don't know what kind of business I would have. <laughs> I was like, but I, I could see myself doing that. So I was like, okay, I just need to get this business degree. And, you know, hopefully through that degree, I'll kind of figure out, you know, when I'm in classes, like what I want that business to be. So I, that's no. why I made the switch. Oh, and so you made the switch in your first year, second year? When was the switch? Oh my gosh. Um, I, I switched four times. So I, at first I was a, um, I always say I went in as a science secondary education major, but first I went in as a math secondary education major, but that math lasted like a semester because I, I loved math in high school, but college math, I was like, I can't do this every day. <laughs> So I switched it to science because that was my other um, subject in school that I liked. So then I became science education major and I really liked it. Um, but the like classwork was just so much, you know, having a science major with anything. It's just a lot of mm -hmm. work. And I did, I was like super good with like the biology classes and all this and that, but it was just the chemistry classes that was just like getting me and I just could not get it. And a lot of the classes is chemistry, you know, I mean, you can't avoid it. So I was like, uh, I was like studying all night long and I still just like, it just wasn't clicking. Um, so I was like, I just need to go a different route. Um, and so somehow that switched me to criminal justice <laughs> and I was, uh, and I stuck, yeah, I know. I stuck with that one uh, for actually a while. Um, I believe two years. Um, and I wanted to become a forensic scientist. So the science was still involved, but it wasn't so like heavy, like science, you know, there was still like criminal justice involved and things like that. And then I um, was like getting kind of serious with my now husband. And so I was like, you know, being a criminal justice, um, like being a forensic scientist, you, you're like never home. And if I ever wanted to start a family, you know, I just, I don't know if that's like something I can see myself doing. Cause I just, I personally, like I love being home and I knew that I would love being home with my kids. It's just mm -hmm. something I just knew. And I was like, I don't know if I could be away from them so long. And just props to moms that I can do that because I just, uh, I couldn't, I don't think. <laughs> oh, I hear you. Um, yeah. So then I was, cause I kind of started thinking about the future and I was like, well, like, where do I go from here? I've spent so much time in school. <laughs> I was like, I just, I don't know. But then finally I like really sat down and I kind of thought about like my plans in life, what I could see myself doing. And um, that's when I switched to business. Wow. Yeah. So kind of a wild. Yeah, that's uh, it was a wild roller coaster of education going on there. But I finally figured it out. Once I got it, I stuck with it because I was like, I need to be done with school at this point. <laughs> Just get me out of here. <laughs> you know, it's very brave of you to change your majors um, like a few times because yeah. sometimes like we go into a school and we're like, okay, this is what we chose, so I'm just gonna 
like finish the four years and we're not mm -hmm. switching. Like we have sometimes this fear that we don't want to change the path, even if yeah. we don't like the path, let's just mm -hmm. paint it because it's just familiar and we just want to get done with this. So I'm really, yeah. I feel like you're very brave that you took that decision. Like, I don't like what's, what's going on right now. I don't like the path that I'm taking and I want to change that. Although yeah. it take me longer, but I'm going to still change my path. I think that's very brave. Thank you. Yeah, I always, I figured, you know, I might as well change it now before I get too deep in and decide that I don't like it, you know, four years down the road and then either have to go back to school or, you know, just do something that doesn't relate to my degree at all. And I was like, I just, I'd rather go to school the extra year or whatever and, you know, maybe actually use my degree and get my money's worth out of it. So, right, right. So how was it for you, the business major? Um, it actually came very easily for me. And I don't know if that's just because my mom had her own business um, when I was younger. She owned a hair salon. Um, and I used to, when I was younger, I would uh, run her like front desk after school. Right. Um, so I was kind of, I, I've always been around just like people owning their own businesses. Mm -hmm. And so I guess like being in business class when they were talking about, you know, things like owning your own business and just kind of like business terminology I kind of already knew it because I had been around it my whole life so it came it came pretty easily to me and not saying I didn't study really hard yeah. um but it in general it like I understood it and it clicked nice and were the layer were there like any challenges that you faced undergrad or something major that happened? Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah. So when the summer before my senior year of college, um, on July fifth, my husband proposed to me. Um, so that was, you know, not wouldn't change my life completely, you know, just other than the fact that I was engaged. Right. Um, but then twelve days later, we found out that I was pregnant. So yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it wasn't planned. So it was a bit of a shock. Um, but I mean, me and my now husband were super happy about it. Um, and our families were happy about it. And then my next thought after the initial like panic and then excitement was like, oh my gosh, I have school. <laughs> like, what am I going to do? Um, so I decided I only had a year left. And I was like, I just, because I wasn't due until March 28th of, you know, that school year. So I was like, well, that's right at the end of the school year. You know, I can just push through it. I just really want to be done with school. Because like I said, I'd been school, I'd been in school forever at that point. And I was like, I just, I can't stop now. I only have one year left. Uh, I was like, I just, I got to figure it out. And then my thought was, okay, I'll at least go the first semester and see how that goes and then like if I'm too pregnant you know to do the second semester I can always go back maybe the following fall and I was like okay I'll, you know I'll figure this out I'm going to graduate <laughs> that was my motivation I need to graduate um and so I went to school um and from there uh getting through classes during the first trimester was a little rough. I was also taking summer classes too. Um, so classes during the first trimester was interesting to say the least, uh, especially with uh, morning sickness, which isn't morning sickness, it's all day sickness. Whoever came up with that term, they don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> yeah. 
Pennywise was some man. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I kind of just, there was one week though. There, uh, I think I was like eight or nine weeks pregnant and I had to take off like the whole entire week of school because I was so sick. I was like pretty much hugging the toilet and I was like, oh my gosh, what if, what if I can't finish the semester? What if I'm just like this, like the rest of my first trimester and I'm just going to be hugging this toilet and I won't be able to go to class. Um, but luckily that, that phase, I went through it in a week and then I was fine. So I don't really know why it just randomly, but it was just all day long. I couldn't move. I could barely move from like the bed to the toilet without getting nauseous. So I was just like, I can't go to class. <laughs> There's no way. Um, but luckily that passed for me. Um, but other than that, I tried to bring like saltines and waters and things like that to class to kind of try to at least get me through the hour or two hour class or whatever it was. Um, and that seemed to work. And the gummy prenatals instead of like the actual prenatals, yeah. um, those helped so much because if I, because I first started with like the normal prenatals mm -hmm. and, um, and I would take them like in the morning and then I would be so nauseous, like trying to go to class. And I was like, you know, not doing that. So it's all about kind of like adjusting and trying to figure out like your body and you, um, and what's best for you and baby. Uh, so for me, I ended up taking my prenatals at night and I took gummy ones. Um, but by the time I got to the second trimester, I, my sickness had gone away. Um, I could go back to normal prenatals in the morning. Um, and my second trimester was pretty smooth. So my first semester of school, um, other than like the first month, um, it, was, it was pretty okay. okay. Uh, it wasn't too hard on my body. I mean, I was, I was more tired than usual. I, I was definitely always a person that liked to stay up late and study because um, I actually had test anxiety back in college. I never had it my whole life, but I don't know what it was about college, but it just like clicked in. Um, so I had really bad test anxiety. So I would stay up all night studying for tests and things like that. Um, and so that first like trimester, I just couldn't do that anymore. I was like, I, I have to sleep. I'm exhausted. Um, and that kind of helped a little bit with my test anxiety, oddly enough, because I wasn't just sitting there studying all the time. Um, but yeah, so my first semester of uh, being pregnant wasn't too horrible other than being nauseous the first okay. half. Hmm. Yeah. And how was your experience as a new mom? To give birth, I would assume, like after maybe you finished, after graduating? Yeah, I was, I was actually still in, in school. Right. And I, okay. yeah. So, that. yeah, so the second, se second semester, like I had mentioned before, I was, I was going to kind of figure out and navigate after that first semester, if I was going to go back or if I wanted to wait. Right. And I was at that time, I was like, you know, I don't even have like a full semester course. Like I only have four classes left. I was like, I just, I have to, I was like, there's no way I, I don't want to have to go back. Um, back like back when she's you know six seven eight months old I, right. and not be able to like you know be present when I'm home you know because I'd be at class all day and work and then I'd come home and have to study um, and I knew how I was with studying because of that test anxiety I'm like don't talk to me don't disturb me I need to study type person um and my husband had always been fine with that because you know he just goes in the other room and does his own thing or whatever but 
um well I guess fiance at the time but um so that you know then it wasn't a problem but if I had a baby I didn't want to have to do that to him and the baby and just isolate myself and plus I knew my focus wouldn't be where it needed to be um so I was like you know I'm just gonna push through it it's gonna be hard and long and I'm gonna be tired and gigantic (laughs) but uh, I'm just gonna do it and so I did and at the beginning of the semester I think even before I started classes I sent out an email to all of my professors and said look I'm pregnant I'm due March 28th Um, finals are like middle of April so I'm going to be out right before finals Um, so I'm just like giving you a heads up. I'm letting you know ahead of time and all my professors are super understanding. Um, And I think it's because I approached them early. I mean, obviously the first day of class, they would have seen like, okay, she's pregnant. Um, (laughs) But I approached them early and I like, I was like, okay, I'm telling you now. So you're prepared and I can, I told them that my emails that I would do work early if I needed to, so I could have everything turned in um before the deadlines I wouldn't like I I told them I was like I'm not gonna make any excuses I'm not going to turn things in late but I'm telling you ahead of time so we can kind of plan and schedule and make meetings together so I can stay ahead um and then I won't be like playing catch up when I have a baby so um I did that and they like I said they were super understanding they worked with me I I had to stay extra sometimes and I had to um, do certain special office hours with them because I was kind of working ahead of my class. Um, Yeah, so I, I was still working with my class, but especially getting towards like the end, they would be on like chapter 12 or whatever, but I'd be doing chapter 12 with the class. And then I'd also be doing chapter 14 because that was like their next chapter, but I wasn't going to be there for it type thing. Um, So it was a lot of, like I said, juggling. I'm a big believer in like time management and organization because um, if I didn't have that, I think I would have been just lost. Um, So I always, when I think about how I like achieved my goals in college, being pregnant and being a new mom, um, I always talk about or think about even just time management and how I manage my time and I was super um like by the book schedule because that's just how I had to be and some people aren't um you know schedulers some people are like oh you know whatever and typically I'm not I mean now I am because because of that but before that I wasn't really I would just write something like oh this is due this day I'll just get it done before that day but then at that point I was like I can't really do that now I have to kind of like schedule some time in to make sure I get this done that day because I was doing like two different kind of course loads at the same time I was doing what I you know what the classes would be doing while I was out plus like what I was doing in class so I couldn't just be like oh xyz is due on the 28th you know um so I'll just get it done before then so I had to kind of go through and plan my time and I always made sure to add time in <laughs> for my then fiance because my life was just wild. And I also, you know, made sure I added time in for myself. Um, I think that's important um, because, you know, I also point out that, like, you know, you can work hard and um, 
things like that, but you also need to save time for yourself and have some sort of like stress reliever. That's so amazing. You're mentioning this and because this is what I teach my clients is just time management is not about just like getting things done, but also have Mm -hmm. time for yourself, time for the things that are important to you and your Mm -hmm. priorities. And it seems back then your priority was your fiance, the relationship and yourself, Mm -hmm. your body, um, and school. So you met, you like designed your day around your priorities to make sure that you have them all. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, at the same time, go towards your goals and get closer to achieving your goals. So how did that planning thing look like for you? Like, how would you do it? How did you do it? So at the beginning of the semester, and this was me, like the whole, my whole college experience, but at the beginning of the semester, you know, you get all of like the, the what, syllabi, I don't think right. syllabuses is a word, <laughs> syllabi, and you, you know, it kind of gives you an outline of like, okay, this right. is going to be due this day, you know, whatever. So I'd go through my planner usually, and I'd be like, okay, this is due, like the big things, like, okay, I have a test on this day, I have, you know, a project due this day, paper due this day, whatever, and I would do it for all of my classes, so I'd kind of see like, you know, the week of the fifth, wow, I'm gonna have a lot of things due that week, so I, you know, like the week before that, I should probably, you know, not do anything crazy, um, kind kind of things like that, and I'd always been like that just because I, I don't like being, like, I like meeting my deadlines, um, and so, and doing that at the beginning of the semester, um, the, my last semester, my senior year, I did that, um, and then I scheduled in, like, four meetings with all four of my professors, um, right at the beginning of the semester, and I was like, I, like, let's talk about a schedule, let's, uh, figure this out, because I want to graduate, and I, I don't want to just graduate, but I want to go to school successfully, and I want to, um, you know, keep my grades up. Because at that point, I, you know, I was making dean's list every semester. I didn't want to slip my last semester there. Um, and so I talked to all of them and we kind of figured it out. Um, and I brought my planner to like every meeting. And obviously they weren't giving me like specific dates, like, okay, you'll need, you know, this by this date. But I was just like, okay, I need like some sort of like guideline of like how we're going to do this. And so, like, some of my professors were like, okay, we'll meet, like, once a month until then, and I'll give you, like, certain things to work on, and then you can bring it to me, like, the next time we meet. Mm. And so, like, we did it kind of that way, and then one professor, um, she just sent me, like, everything that I would be missing, um, like, over an email, and she just let me knock it out when I had time throughout the semester. Um, And I would just, you know, turn it in you know, periodically, just a couple things at a time um, for her to have. So I, we did things like that and we made it work. Um, So it was a lot of kind of moving things around and scheduling, but I, I do, like, like I said, you know, you have to make time for yourself because if you are just focused on school or focused on your job or, you know, focused on whatever it is that's consuming your life at the moment you're not going to be able to breathe and you definitely need to be able to breathe and all that chaos yeah you're gonna end up like you don't want to get burned out right yes yeah that it would definitely be easy to get burned out in that situation in that situation um and did you follow your calendar like you would schedule things and did you just follow them 
when you had them, like you would look at their calendar, I have this to do today and this tomorrow. Did you just follow that? Yeah, for the most part. Um, I would kind of, every Sunday, I would kind of look at my week and say, okay, you know, I have a test on Friday. I have a paper on, you know, the following Monday. So that means, you know, this weekend, I probably shouldn't make any like crazy plans or like go out of town or anything like that. Um, so I'd kind of look at like the week and then look at the big things for the following week. Like if there was like a homework assignment due the next week, you know, just whatever. But if it was like a paper or like a project or, a, you know, something like that, I'd be like, okay, I have that next week. Um, and I'd kind of just plan my life to where I left enough time to study, but I also left enough time for me and my, at the time, fiance, and then time for myself and then time for like me being able to bond with my baby because I feel like during pregnancy, it's also about you bonding with your baby. Um, And so I kind of, like at night, I made sure that I, um, you know, would kind of lay in bed with my fiance. um, And he's kind of, he goes to bed pretty early. So um, I would lay there for like the 30 minutes before he'd go to bed and we'd watch like a episode of something on Netflix or whatever. And we would just hang out and us two and we'd talk to the baby and watch TV and stuff. But I made sure to do that every night because that was important, you know? Um, Yeah. But then he'd go to sleep and then I'd go back to the living room and get back on my desk and work. Uh, Wow. So it's just, it's just time, time management really is, is my big thing and just staying motivated because it's hard, um, especially when you're doing just running around like crazy for months on end. It's hard to stay motivated because you're just like, oh my gosh, I just don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. Um, but I personally uh, stayed motivated by because I, I was starting to feel that burnout. Mm-hmm. Um, and I sat down one day and I was like, okay, I'm just going to write down like what I want um not just like a sentence of like a goal like I want to graduate college but just like I kind of just almost journaled maybe um like kind of what I want and it was you know like it wasn't like a book but it was you know just like a paragraph or two and I kind of like reread it and I picked kind of the overall theme of what I just wrote and I made it into like a sentence and um my sentence was that I was going to finish school successfully so I could be a present mother. And I like wrote it down in a post-it note and stuck it to my mirror. And I said it to myself every morning, which I'm not usually the type of person that's like saying things like that to myself. So it was just kind of out of nature for me, but I just needed to try something. Cause I was like, I, I feel this burnout. Um, and for me, I didn't want to just graduate college just like get through it but I wanted to get through it successfully so uh, and like I said maintain the grades I had been um, and so I made sure to like put in successfully because you know that was like a big part of that but then I also wanted to be like that present mother that's why I was going back to college while I was pregnant so I wouldn't have to be um, you know, studying and whatever else when she's like eight months old. Right. Um, I, so I wanted to be that present mother at night when we're all at home and together. And um, so those were kind of like my two big overall goals. And I combined them into a sentence and I just read it to myself every morning. And that little kind of pick me up 
was like, okay, this is like almost like a reminder, like this is why you're d getting up at 6 a.m. today, <laughs> even I'm though you so don't want to. Glad. I'm so glad you're talking about this. I know we're talking about your, your undergrad experience, but mm -hmm. this also applies to business and moms who are building businesses with yes. kids. And we're gonna get there for you. Um, but it's it's very important you're saying that they have you had this sentence on your matter saying like I want to graduate from school successfully so I can be present mom with my baby, right? Mm -hmm. And that's amazing because what I teach on the podcast or I tell moms on the podcast that our thoughts generate our feelings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe back then you were not aware exactly what you were doing. I think mm -hmm. I'm not sure because I, when I was in undergrad, I did not know anything about this. I didn't know like my thoughts generate my feelings. I'm like, um, just like life just happens to me and I feel things. Um, mm -hmm. But when I became a certified life coach, I learned about a lot about our brain and how our brain creates these sentences in our mind and they make us feel something. So you yeah. figure that out at that young age, and maybe you were like 21, maybe? Yeah, 22. That's amazing. Yeah. I never did that when I was an undergrad. Like I would feel burned out, but I wasn't, I didn't know like, oh, let me just see, let me sit down and write what I want from life. Yeah. <laughs> and that's amazing because many people don't know what they want. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Yeah. You sat down and you write down, you wrote down what you wanted, and you practice that sentence that you came up with from what you wanted. You wrote one sentence, and that's what I teach a lot of people how to do like moms. Um, like what choose a thought that makes you feel fuel to take action to get to the re to get to the results that you want. And that's exactly yeah. what you did. You found that sentence that made you feel motivated instead of feeling burned out. Mm -hmm. You put it in the mirror and you just practice that every day. When you practice that sentence in your brain, it, beca it becomes part of your mainstream. Like it, it becomes part of your belief system instead of like, yes. I can't do this anymore. And that's mm -hmm. what you felt. And that sentence made you feel burned out because you said, I can't, I can't do this anymore. To, yeah. And you switched your thinking to, um, I want to be, I want to graduate successfully and be, the, be present with my baby. So that's amazing. And you combine that with time management, that's just, I think that was, that's just worked beautifully for you. Thank you, yeah. Um, like I said, I, I was like you, I, that wasn't really anything I had ever done before, but I was like, you know, I am so burnt out. I just, I'm super huge and pregnant. I'm exhausted. I don't wanna do this anymore. Wow. Um, so I just, I was almost like desperately looking for like a reason to, be in school and to keep on doing what I was doing um and that's just kind of how I came up with it I there wasn't really like a I I didn't look up how to do it or anything I just kind of came to me like okay I'm gonna journal my feelings real quick and what I'm like wanting um and that's that's just how I Beautiful. came up with that so tell yeah. us how how it was for you like um this journey until you got here to like writing a blog and deciding to become a, you know, to have certification and pregnancy and you said pregnancy and what is it called? Pregnancy and uh, the pregnancy health coach, pregnancy health coach. So yeah. tell us about that journey. So you have your baby and you're by the end of the semester, the last semester. Yeah. So yeah, I had her, um, a few weeks before finals. Um, and I actually, uh, 
I had to take like my major field test um, before okay. I, because I was actually scheduled for my due date. Um, and it's for, it's a test you have to take to be able to get your business degree. Um, but I worked with the school and they let me take it early. Um, and I passed, so that was awesome. Oh, okay. <laughs> and how did you do with a newborn and finals? <laughs> oh my God. Um, it was a lot of sleepless nights. Oh. <laughs> um, but it worked out. I, I don't know how. It was a lot of, like I said, a lot of sleepless nights. I don't, I don't have the greatest memory about that time. Because um, I was just running out. Like, yeah. process what wasn't happening. <laughs> yes. Um, but I, you know, I, I did it. I didn't sleep very much. My husband, um, we had a formula feed her. So my husband would feed her while I was studying. So that was um, really helpful. Um, so I, I mean, I would say like, especially if you're breastfeeding, if you, mm-hmm. if you want to pump, um, I would, and you're going through something like that, I, it right. definitely takes a lot off your plate. If you have someone that's, you know, helping feed your child while, you know, you're studying or working or whatever you need to do. Um, but my, my, well, I say husband, he's my husband now. Yeah. He, he did a lot, um, with her those first couple weeks also to kind of take some things off my plate, which, um, I'm still super grateful for. Um, and I, you know, took my finals, um, and then, after that, I was just like, whew, like so much like stress and relief, just like, like, you know, it was a wild, like emotion after my last um, final, because I was like, wow, am I really done with school? Like, there's, I've been wow. in school for so long. I've worked so hard. I was like, there's no way I'm actually done. <laughs> but I was. Um, and why, why did you start? Why did you start your blog? Like, fast forward now, you have blog. Yeah. And so, um, I, yeah, so I actually tried to start one after I had my daughter. Um, but I think I was just still trying to navigate being a new mom that I just, Mm. I didn't have time. Plus I was, um, working. I was, I had my marketing coordinator job back then. Um, so I, I was working and I, I also worked that whole time while I was in school too. Um, but I was working, I was a new mom and I was like, you know, I wanted a creative outlet, but I was like, I just don't think right now is the time. Um, and it kind of was put on a back burner and then my daughter turned one and my husband and I were like, okay, I think we're ready to start trying for a new kit, like another Uh baby. Um, and so, you know, then it just kind of wasn't like a thing on my mind. Um, and so I had my son, uh, he's now four months old. But I, after I had him, I kind of, I don't know what it is, but I have a baby and then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I should make a vlog. <laughs> um, so I, I had the thought again, I was like, you know what, I, I think I could do it now. You know, I, I kind of have like a better handle on my life. Okay. Um, I'm not kind of like still in like the unknown gray area. Um, and that's what I did. That's how I did it. Um, and I was like, you know, being a mom is so hard um, and overwhelming and you just don't really know like what you're doing and you have all these weird questions that you maybe don't feel comfortable asking your doctor or your mom or you know whoever your support system is Um, and so I made that blog for that kind of unknown gray area period 
uh, you know, pregnancy, postpartum, being a new mom with a baby, being a mom with a toddler, because that's a whole different situation than having a baby. Um, and I just was like, okay, these are like kind of the, which all of motherhood is like a gray area. I mean, in general, you don't know really what you're doing. You're just kind of finding your way through it. Um, but I, when you're a new mom, it's almost even more like overwhelming because it's still fresh. Um, and you're still, especially when you're postpartum and your fourth trimester, you're still trying to, uh, navigate like your own body. Um, and you're trying to navigate your feelings. And, um, a lot of people go through like postpartum depression or postpartum anxiety. Um, I went through postpartum anxiety with my first, not with my second. Um, and so it was, it's just a lot of, uh, a lot of unknown and I wanted to be a place where moms can go look and see like these you know um, maybe uncomfortable questions or just need to feel like they're not alone and thinking like thoughts that they have um, or like you know things like that uh, I wanted to be that almost safe haven place for a mom to go and read about what she's thinking about um, and be like okay like I'm not the only person in the world that's thinking this type thing. So what challenges you went through as a new mom? Uh, like I said, postpartum anxiety. I went through that pretty, pretty bad. But at the time, I didn't know that's what I was going through because you hear so much about postpartum depression. Right. Um, you don't really hear about postpartum anxiety. Uh-huh. Um, so with me, which I actually wrote a whole blog post on my postpartum anxiety experience. Um, I never got medicated because, like I said, I didn't really know what was going on. At first, I thought, you know, it was baby blues because people go through that. Right. Um, and I was a new mom and I was young. So I, I was like, okay, I guess this is that thing they call baby blues. You know, I just kind of chucked it up to that. Um, but it didn't go away. And it, it wasn't like, I knew I didn't have postpartum depression because I wasn't, um, you know, depressed or I didn't feel like a lot of people say that they are, um, like crying a lot and they're like overwhelmed with emotion type thing. Um, it, that wasn't really what I was feeling. So I was like, I, I don't think I have that, but I don't feel like this is normal. Okay. Um, so that's when I kind of started like researching. I was like, okay, you know, I'm feeling this, I'm hearing my baby cry in my sleep, but she's fine. Um, like I was things like that. And a lot of, sometimes like a lot of the stuff is like, Oh, this is just normal mom stuff. And I was like, okay, maybe this is just normal. Like, like I said, you know, you, it's the gray area. You don't know what's going right. on. Uh, but finally I figured out it was postpartum anxiety. Um, and I had it until I think she was about six months old. So I had it for a while. Um, I know a lot of moms have it longer. Yeah. Some moms, they only have it, you know, for a month or two. Um, and I, like I said, I didn't take medication. I just, um, you know, I, I practiced trying to like, like, again, make time for myself. Um, and I, I've always had anxiety just in life. So I think that might be like what triggered it. Um, but I, I just found ways to like calm my anxiety like what? Um, Tell us what, what, what? Yeah. So I, um, sorry. So I would take time, like my husband would take my daughter 
um, and he would feed her a bottle, you know, give me a break. And I would just kind of, when he was feeding her bottle, I wasn't, you know, oh, I got to go do the dishes. I need to go do the laundry. I need, you know, to do this and this and this. Um, instead, I, you know, just kind of like sat down in a quiet area and just kind of closed my eyes and practiced like breathing. I, I, I went and say like I meditated. I mean, it, that might be what I was doing, but I wasn't like, okay, I'm going to go meditate. I don't know how to meditate. I don't even know if that's what it was. Um, but I would just sit down and kind of breathe and relax and just be like, whew, you know, like she's okay. She's with your husband, you know, she's right. eating, you know, you're not, you know, you're not hearing her cry, you know, <laughs> like he has it. Um, and that, that in itself was important to me, but also I was like really sleep deprived. Um, and it wasn't really because of her, she was a good sleeper, but because I, one of the things was I would hear her sleep, I, I would hear her crying in my sleep. And so I would jump up out of my sleep and it would cause me to not sleep like all night long. I would just sit up and stare at her because I was like, I know she's about to start crying, even though every time I woke up, she was fine. Um, and so I, you know, I had a, figure out how to sleep and tell myself that she okay she's not crying that's your brain playing a trick on you right um and so I once I started getting more sleep I my anxiety during the day started to lessen oh my god um, amazing you're saying that yeah yeah so it just it went hand in hand for me and I know a lot of women it doesn't work out that way and they need the medication but for me I think it had a lot to do with not being able to sleep at night and then being awake all day and then doing again the same thing the next night for months and months and months on end. I'm glad you're mentioning sleeping because I think a lot of us might not have sleeping as a priority especially when you have a business and you're raising your kids we might think like we should really work hard and put so many hours into our business so we make it work and you know, make revenue and income. And we might work on our business at night after our kids go to bed. But when you don't sleep and your body is exhausted and you're mentally exhausted, the next day you're not going to be productive. You're not yeah. going to really be in your full capacity. You're, you're not going to be present even with your kids when you want to spend time with them. You're not going to yeah. yourself. You're not going to be able to produce things your business if you have like let's say two or three hours to work on your business you're not going to be productive because you're just exhausted you can't really focus i'm really happy also you mentioned the self-care because a lot of sometimes we don't really ask for help we just like take care of the baby 24 yeah. and even if we have a husband who's supportive or a partner mm -hmm. who's supportive yeah. and we're just gonna take care of the baby the whole time. And that was me, honestly, in the beginning, even my mom was here and she would just come to my room and she was like, hey, I am here to help you. So give me the baby. Yeah. <laughs> give me the baby, so care the baby so you sleep. And I, I, I did not get it in the beginning, like before I had my baby and people would say, just ask for support and help, just ask for it and let people help you. I didn't get it until I became a mom and the first two, three months, I was like, no, 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 I wanted to care of my baby the whole time. And there's also this attachment too, but, um, but I'm glad, I'm really happy you mentioned that you let your husband support you yes. and to care of the baby so you would just sit in silence. Yeah, and that was so hard for me to do. Yeah, because that was part of my anxiety. I just, for some reason, I just felt like I was the 
only person that could take care of her. Like I knew my husband, like in my mind, I knew, okay, he, like, he has this, but like my anxiety was like, but she needs me, you know, she, she doesn't need anyone but me. So it was so hard to even get over that, even just letting him, you know, do the one bottle at night. Yeah. I, I was like, I just, you know, I can't, uh, and it was, it was formula too. So it wasn't even like I was breastfeeding. So I could have asked for like, you know, that more, like more of that help. Um, but I just couldn't, I, I needed to do it all. And, um, I finally, you know, after I think like the first, um, like month or maybe two months, I was like, you know, I need to sleep. I like, I felt it. Um, and so that's when I kind of was like, okay, he can do one bottle a night. (laughs) And then after that, I was like, okay, he can do like another bottle during the day. And it it was just like, I didn't try to all jump in at once. Like, okay, I'm going to make him do or not make him. I'm going to ask him to do like five bottles a day. You know, I just started out with like the one, you know, the one bottle and kind of take baby steps. Cause when you have that anxiety, it's hard to let go. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. And you know, you can't really do that. So yeah. Um, so uh, he he helped a lot in that time, and that yeah. um, was super super helpful when he did that. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, you also mentioned like you wanted to do it all. I wanted to do it all, and you said like um, you let your husband give a bottle to your baby, and you did not just go wash the dishes or clean things around the house. You just went to sleep or, you know, take some time for yourself. And Mm -hmm. I think this is important for a lot of us here as moms who are building our businesses and working on our businesses is that it's not about fitting as much as possible into your day. It's about doing as less as possible. And because this is how we can produce a lot more. This is how you can be the mom that you want to be and the business Mm -hmm. owner that you want to be and the woman that you want to be. By thinking just the priorities, the things that matter to you, and not just get it all done one day, uh, all in one day, Uh, Mm -hmm. because this is how we get ourselves exhausted. This is how we burn ourselves out, and then we're just not—we're not the women that we want to be, or the moms that we want to be. So we're—we're not going to be happy with ourselves. So I'm really happy that you mentioned that too, because many times we don't prioritize sleep and just need time to sit in silence even just for half an hour we go and just do the dishes or we go and make dinner or we just Mm -hmm. go do the laundry we think that this is how it's better for the whole family but this is not yeah so you started a blog because you wanted other moms to have the questions answered or Mm -hmm. the you know especially the questions that we don't really ask people about like I remember when I was pregnant, I would be, I felt embarrassed telling people that I didn't feel attachment to my baby. Mm-hmm, I thought yeah. there was something wrong with me. And I did some research and it seems like it's something that women feel. Sometimes you're not, you don't feel attached to your baby throughout the whole pregnancy and you will feel attached to them after they're born. So I'm really yeah. happy you have these you know, we have a blog about that. I wish, I wish I knew that your blog existed when I was pregnant. Um, <laughs> but I'm really happy you're doing that. So why did you decide to become or to get certified as a pregnancy health coach? Um, so my why was just simply that I found my passion and it's motherhood. I'm really passionate about, um, you know, moms having support and, um, 
I was like, okay, well, what's the most like iffy life-changing body-changing time of a woman's life is when they're pregnant um and so I wanted to I want to be like that support um and to help moms uh go through that that and navigate that what does it mean sorry oh um does it mean to be like a pregnancy health coach yes so um it's uh essentially just, you know, a normal health coach, but it's focusing on pregnant women. So it helps you through conception. It helps you through pregnancy. It helps you through postpartum. And it, like, I kind of, um, I would tell you, like, these are the things, like, that are good for you to eat right now. These are good exercises for you to do. Um, Things like that. If you're struggling with nausea, uh, this is what you do. Um, Certain things like that. And you can like ask questions, you know, ask those weird questions to me without feeling, you know, like, okay, this is super weird, but you know, is it normal to have this much heartburn type thing? Um, and so like, I, I'm kind of there to almost be like a guide, um, and to help you navigate that weird time in your life where you're pregnant and you don't know what your body's doing and you don't know, uh, what's going on inside of your body and you don't know what's best for your baby, what you want, what's best for your baby. Right. Uh, so that's, that's what I do, or that's what I'm working on being certified right. to do. So, um, do you offer emotional support as well? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's a that's a big part of it. Um, I personally like with the postpartum anxiety. Like, I relate to all of like the postpartum type deal, and so, like personally, I'm going to love um, you know being that support for you know a mom. Um, so I I'm definitely when I start it I'm going to make sure to uh be that for a pregnant woman (laughs) yeah yeah I mean honestly that's what I felt that I didn't have like I had a lot of support from family and friends but I mean like um a professional support (laughs) um yeah you know you go to the hospital you give birth and they send you home with a baby and I noticed that a lot of people give you the support, even family and friends, they give you a lot of support. Like they bring you food and they try to be there for you. And they tell you, call us when you're not feeling good and all of that. But I also notice there's a little bit more attention to the baby that goes to, especially the first months mm-hmm. when you're born. And I felt like I needed more attention than my baby. Like I felt like I needed more support because I was going through this emotional struggle and transformation. Yeah. I felt mentally like I don't know what was happening. Mm-hmm. And, um, I felt like as if I was not prepared emotionally yeah. for this journey and things happen so fast when you have a newborn that you don't even have time to process what's happening. What's just happened to you and your body and your brain, your emotions. Um, and I think that's extremely important because I think that's what's missing in the health sector, uh, the health system here in the U S I'm not sure in other countries. Um, there's that support is missing and yeah, I don't just need physical support. I need emotional, mental support as a new mom and, um, helping me through these different drastic changes. I'm just going through as a new mom. Yeah. Newborn. Um, yeah, that, I, that's super, super common. That's, that's why people call it the fourth trimester. You know, right. you're still, your body is still almost like, okay, I, I just had this baby, I, but like, it's almost still like, okay, but I'm like still pregnant. I'm so used to caring for this baby for nine months. Like what, what do I do now type thing? Yeah. Um, 
And so your body is trying to figure out itself while you're trying to figure out a new baby. And it's, you know, that's why that is the fourth trimester, you know, and I, I want to be there to help support moms through that. Okay. And how do you do it? Well, you have a part-time job, right? As mm-hmm. um, I think as a, you're still, yeah, you're still doing marketing for a, a local company, right? Yes. Yeah. So you have part-time job and you're mm-hmm. getting a certification and you have a blog that you also manage and you write there and you're a mom that's seven yeah. job so how do you do it uh back to that time management um so i i make it to where i'm with the kids uh during the day while they're awake um and i try not to plan things when you know life is too crazy because like i said my blog is a creative outlet um And so I focus on my blog, you know, after my kids are asleep or um, during nap time and things like that. Same thing with getting certified. I work on that at night. Um, And then my marketing stuff, I, I can kind of work on throughout the day. It's not, um, there isn't like a deadline or anything like that for most things. Um, It's usually, I just usually kind of do the same type of things with my marketing. So I've been doing that for so long, I can just kind of almost do it in my sleep now. Um, so I kind of, you know, like if my daughter's eating breakfast and I'll kind of eat breakfast real quick, but then, you know, kind of like, you know, oh, I have to do this one thing real quick. Um, and I'll kind of type it in the computer real fast and then, okay, I'm done with that. Um, but yeah, so that's how I've been managing all of that. How, right does, now. how does time management look for you? How does planning look for you? Do you have like a planner? Or do you yes, like I have a planner. Calendar. How how do you do it? I have a planner. Would would benefit from this? Yeah, I have a planner. Um, I write down everything. I'm I'm definitely a person that writes down stuff. Okay. Um. So, I I'm always like hands-on writing down I if I have it digitally I just don't feel like I can keep up with it I definitely just I I need to write things down so I have a planner that I keep with me like all the okay. time <laughs> and do you follow it because many times we schedule things and we're like oh, I don't feel like writing a blog right now <laughs> let me do yeah. it later or maybe tomorrow <laughs> yeah I um with that I kind of schedule like ahead for the week so um I kind of schedule ahead for the week. So I will do like, um, you know, okay, on Sunday, okay, I'm going to write two blog posts this week. I have, you know, this person being my guest, because I, I have guest bloggers come on. Um, yeah, so I, um, I'd be like, okay, so, you know, Allie or whoever is going to come on and blog, um, come on and blog and do this, you know, on this day. Um, so I don't have to worry about writing that blog post, but I still need to write, you know, one more before the end of the week. And so I'm like, okay, I'll do that. But I don't have like a scheduled day. Like if I plan on having a post on like Thursday, I look at it Sunday. I'm like, okay, I just need to have it done by Thursday. Um, And I'll like, when I have time at night, I'll kind of look like, okay, what, what haven't I done yet for the week and what's coming up? Um, same thing with like my marketing stuff. If I do have a deadline, I, I definitely put that first, um, obviously, but I do that first at night because I mean, that's like the most <laughs> important thing. Yeah. Um, 
So it is kind of like prioritizing, like, okay, I always do my job stuff first. Um, and then if I don't have like a super like deadline coming up or anything like that, then I can work on my certification. And then if I'm done with my certification type stuff for the week, then I can work on my blog. Wow. Um, so it's just working on like what's most important at that time. Awesome. I really love this because I'll be talking about this in my uh, podcast. Um, I think I, you're doing something similar. Like uh, I call it Monday hour one. And that's mm -hmm. when, I mean, obviously the name is Monday. You spend like one hour of your day and it could be Sunday evening. Um, yeah. I, Sunday evenings. Like you look at your week and you see what you want to achieve on that week. And you just schedule that on your calendar. Like that's yeah. really amazing because you're not letting your brain to be spontaneous in the moment. You're giving direction and structure to your brain to say like, this is what's happening this week. And this is what we're going to do. And yeah. this is how to get things done by really planning ahead of time. Not by like, not like on Tuesday you wake up. Okay. This is my to-do list. Let me like, choose maybe this maybe i will do this today not like that that's the worst <laughs> that's just how yeah. it's done at all and mm -hmm. because when you do that on monday morning first thing in the morning or you do that sunday evening instead of using your energy during the week to decide what you want to do you use that energy to get things done yeah you're not really like in this overwhelm every day what i need to do today and that takes a lot mm -hmm. of energy it takes time when you have it scheduled you just finish it and move on to the next thing whether it's spending time with your kids or me time whatever it is that you have on your calendar it, yes. just, it allows you to get more done in less time and yes the podcast yeah. is about it's like how to work less how to feel less stress and still make money still create results and don't get burned out in the process. So yeah, that's one of the things that you can do. And that's, I'm really happy you mentioned this. It's, um, yeah, I hope it will help a lot of moms do the same. Yeah, I hope so too. I, um, I'm very much uh, a planner. I've, I'm one of the people that I need to write things down. And I used to not be like that. That started like when I went into college, I think just because my first semester in college, I was like, okay, I have to, <laughs> I have to do good. I have to get this right. Being a yeah. freshman all over again. Um, and it just kind of stuck. And then when I was, you know, that last semester of college, I really had to plan things out. I really needed to manage my time to where I wasn't planning like 15 things in one day. Um, so I think just from there, it just really kind of stuck with me. And I almost like in a, a routine of it now, like Sunday night, sit down, nice. you know, have my computer out, my planner out. Let's, you know, figure out what I need to do for the week, uh, you know, what to do on what day type thing. And, you know, go from there and like have my priorities, you know, marketing and certification and blog and just kind of schedule my week according to that. Mm -hmm. um, and I think having that time like you said like that hour how you know however long to do that helps during the week because like you said you you know you're not wasting that energy you know trying to figure out what you need to do or whatever but you're doing it but also it's like almost like stress relieving for me like I see oh, yeah. ahead of time like okay like I don't have anything due Monday so I can kind of you know maybe work on my blog a little bit um you know instead of like being worried about a deadline but, you know, I have something to do on Thursday, so that means Wednesday night, you know, I need to really focus on, you know, what my boss needs me to have done. Um, and so I can kind of almost plan 
my nights accordingly too. Cause you know, if I have a lot of stuff due uh, the next day, um, I can, you know, plan on staying up a little later that night. Um, so I can kind of, you know, not be too crazy active with the kids during the day. So I'm not like burnt oh, out. Right. Yeah. And so if you have that kind of like mindset and you kind of look, even like if it's Wednesday, you need to look to like Thursday and see, okay, like what am I doing tomorrow? Um, if you kind of have that planned out, I feel like your week just goes way smoother. You don't have to think about, you don't have to keep up with all these dates in your head. Um, because a lot of the time when you're doing that, it's like Thursday night and at midnight and you're like, oh my gosh, I have something to do at 8 a.m. in the morning. And because you don't think about it, you know, you don't have it written down. You don't see it, you know, in front of you on paper or on, you know, your scheduling system or however you do it. Um, so for me, I'm just, I'm all about writing things down. If I didn't, I would be just lost. Yeah. Our brain works better when we write things down, not even type yeah. it. Mm -hmm. write it down and that's like one of the things that a lot of coaches including myself I teach clients that this is you need to write it down because yeah. your brain is more aware of things and what's happening when you write things down mm -hmm. and I'm I'm glad that you said that also you feel less stress because sometimes people will think like planning is boring it takes a lot of time to plan it does yeah. but it's <laughs> worth it I think it saves you a lot of more time later right yeah you're not spending yeah. two hours thinking what I'm going to do today and being stressed out about what you haven't get done, what you haven't done yet, what you need mm -hmm. to do today. You're just yeah. like, everything's planned out for you. Yeah. That's yeah. It, it takes, it takes like a, you know, like an hour or whatever on Sunday that, you know, you, you, or Monday or whatever day you choose to do it, that you wish that you could be, you know, sitting in bed watching a movie or, you know, mm -hmm. whatever. But if you do that, then maybe on Wednesday, you can sit in bed and watch a movie, you know, because you don't have anything planned for that, you know, Wednesday night or Thursday morning or whatever. And so you can, you can make time, you can make that time for yourself in your plan. Um, if that's, you know, one thing, like if you don't want to be that planner, if you, if you find planning stressful, um, if you, if you plan, um, and you see that, you know, you have one night that's empty, don't, then don't do anything that night, you know, take Absolutely. that time for yourself. Absolutely. You don't have to do millions of things every day. Yeah. You don't have to fit everything. You don't have to do more. Mm -hmm. to feel like you're productive. You can do yeah. less and be a lot more productive and create what you want. And at the same time, have quality time with your kids without yelling at them the whole time. Cause they're stressed <laughs> out. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so what, what, what is it that you want to achieve as a coach, pregnancy health coach and blogger? So what is it? What is your goal? Um, I have, I mean, my main overall goal um, for the two is just being a mom support system. Um, so with my blog, it's more of like, you know, having guests, I have guest bloggers come on that um, talk about things that I don't necessarily know about. <clears throat> Excuse me. So like I had a blog, a guest blog post um, a week or two ago, and it was about hypnobirthing. So I had a hypnobirthing instructor come on and she kind of talked about, you know, what that is um, and how it helps you and things like that. I wouldn't have been able to write about that because I don't right. know anything about hypnobirthing, but I want to be a place where 
you know, mom can be like, okay, you know, this might be something that interests me. Don't really know where to find any information for it. Don't really want to hire a hypnobirthing instructor until I find the information for it. Cause I want to know what I'm getting into. Um, okay. So I provided the information. I got a hypnobirthing instructor to, you know, come on awesome. and talk about that. So I, I also have like a pediatric nurse lined up and she's going to go over like general newborn care. Mm, um, like that you know, things like that. So, you know, like, I mean, I've had newborns, but from like, I'm not a pediatric nurse, you know, so I don't expect myself to be like, Hey, this is what you need to do (laughs) with your newborn baby. Cause I only know how my babies work, you know? Um, so I have, you know, people that come on like that, that can, that are more like experts in that, those type of areas. Um, so it's not just me talking about just my experience, which I do talk about my experiences, but it's not just me talking about my experiences. Um, and I, I like that because, you know, as a mom, you don't want to just read about, oh, this mom got her baby to sleep a whole eight hour stretch when they're two weeks old. You know, you want to hear like right. the different kinds of experiences you can have um, with sleeping you know, some babies wake up every 20 minutes or 45 minutes or, you know, every two hours, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, so if you're just reading about the mom that has the baby that, you know, slept an eight hour stretch at two weeks old, you're going to be like, okay, well, what's wrong with my baby? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I just, I don't want, I mean, personally, my, my kids are pretty good sleepers. I don't know how I looked out with that. I am so grateful because I know that is not the case yeah. uh, for most people. But like I said, you know, there, there are moms out there that their baby wakes up every 45 minutes and I, I'm not the person to tell you advice for that because I don't know it. Um, and so there's, there's things like that, that I bring on other, you know, guest bloggers to come on and talk about because that's not my area of expertise, but being a pregnancy health coach, um, when I do start that, I'm hoping to be that expert. You know, I, I'm hoping to be the person that can educate and tell you the different types of things. Like I know how my pregnancies went. Um, with my daughter, I was sick the entire first trimester, but with my son, I only got sick twice the entire pregnancy. So I'm not the type of person that you would go and talk to about, um, the people that are sick the entire pregnancy. I wouldn't know anything about that, but being a pregnancy health coach, now I will. Right. And I can help with things like that. Um, and there's not many pregnancy health coaches, there's health coaches. Um, but there's not many that focus on pregnancy and pregnancy is so important. You're, oh my God. you're it's, it's taking care of two people. Um, and so it's an area that needs to be worked on and needs to improve, I think. And especially like postpartum care, yep. uh, you, you have your baby and they send you home and then you don't go back to the doctor for six weeks when you were seeing mm-hmm. them like every two weeks, every week. Um, and they just kind of send you home with a new baby and a new body and a new, a new life. And you're just lost, you know, you, right. people don't know how to navigate. Um, and so I think the fourth trimester is super, super important. And I also want to be that person that knows all the things about the fourth trimester and you can, you don't have to call your OB, you know, you can you uh, just ask me, right. um, Hey, you know, this, this is happening as this normal. Um, and I, I want to be that expert for moms. So it's kind of, you know, my blog, I'm not that expert, you know, and, and with, with the pregnancy certification or pregnancy health coach certification, 
um, I'm going to, you know, I will be that expert and I Absolutely. will be able to provide that information. That's so important. Your work is going to be amazing for so many moms. I wish I had you when I was pregnant. <laughs> I had so many questions that got no answers and I didn't know what to expect. And I went through a lot too. Um, so I'm really happy that you're doing that for moms. That's amazing. And um, so where can people find you? Yes. So I am pretty much on all forms of social media. Okay. Um, on Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest, I am at Babble Mama Babble. So okay. it's Babble, like, like baby Babble. Yes. And then, but on Twitter, um, they like link, they have a word count for your okay. Twitter handle. So it's Babble Mama blog. Um, but but I most blog is Babble then your blog. It, yeah, my okay. my blog name is Babble Mama Babble, so it's www.babblemamababble.com. We're gonna um, put that in the show notes so we can easily go there. Yes, yeah. Um, and I'm most active, obviously, on my blog and my Instagram um, and Pinterest. So um, I'm still trying to. I just made my Twitter, so that one's still a little fresh but um other than that yeah I uh that's where you can find me um yeah like I said my blog and my social media so awesome so it's so possible for moms with young kids with babies to really also start their business and build their business you don't have to wait until your babies are older to go after your dreams you can do it from now start today mm -hmm. And you yes. can do that with planning and mindset and taking care of yourself and having time for yourself. You can do all of this while feeling less stressed as well. Um, it's very possible for all moms to build a life that they truly want. Um, I'm really, I really had a great time with you, Jessica. It was amazing conversation. I, le I learned a lot from you. And thank you so much for being on this podcast. Thank you for having me. It was uh, super fun. And I hope that um, if you do have any mamas that are listening and they are in that kind of gray area of life, that they will get some use out of my blog or social media or whatever it is that, you know, they need because that's what I want to do. That's awesome. All right. Well, have a great day, everyone. Thank you so much, Jessica. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Hi, if you want to have access to me to learn more about my new system and the tools that I teach in this podcast, and if you want to get more support and meet like-minded business moms, you have to join my private community for business moms on Facebook. Look for Mama's Workless Make More Community and click on join. See you in there.